0: Welcome, everybody. This is the Post Money Plan and I am your host, Dallas Post. Thanks for joining us. As always, we are here to inform, educate and stimulate thoughts on personal finance, economics and investing. Don't forget, you can find us at postmoneyplan.com or on the iTunes podcast app or in Google Play. So today, I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about personal branding and especially emphasize your digital online presence and the reputation that you're putting out into the world through your online presence and personal branding as well. So the other day, I sat in on a presentation by uh, Eddie Sajad and he was talking about branding from a, a company standpoint and logos and stuff, and that got me just thinking about the the topic of personal branding, and I wanted to get his expertise on the matter. So. I invited him onto the show, so welcome, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you, Dallas. Uh, Thanks for having me. Could you just give us a quick background on yourself in terms of your knowledge in branding and marketing and that
1: kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. I've been in the advertising marketing uh, world for a little over 15 years. I'm a senior graphic artist and uh, a branding specialist that has developed uh, over hundreds of brands in the Houston market. I run my own company called IsItOnline.com, which is a little play on words. I also used it as saying, "I sit online.com from time to time." And um, we met over here at Station, and I think I was giving a workshop on, uh, on branding as far as company branding is concerned, and I believe we got to chatting, and you wanted to discuss uh, personal branding through this uh, cool little show that you have here, providing some uh, great content. So I thought, uh, "Hey, let's do this thing." All right. So to me,
0: the whole idea of personal branding, it could be easy to neglect. But to put it in real terms, brand is is almost synonymous with reputation. And so whether that's a company or yourself, that's what you are and and how people in the world are perceiving you. And it's kind of the old, your reputation precedes you. It's putting out there what your unique selling points are that are hard to get elsewhere and your specialties and expertise. So could you share with us just some of the benefits of having a personal brand that is out there?
1: Yeah. So like when you google this thing, uh personal branding is basically the the practice of people marketing themselves and their careers as brands. It's exactly what you said, it's 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 how people perceive you, right? Like how people think of you when they think of your name. When they think of Dallas, what do they think? Right? So, in today's society where social media has brought us so much more closer to each other and allowed us to be able to get insight on people without actually meeting people or getting to know people, people are starting to form perceptions, perceptions about people without actually getting to know them, without actually getting to take the time to actually have conversations with these people, spend time with these people. They wanna know as much about you prior to them actually engaging you. So that's really where the whole online presence is is your
0: reputation preceding you. Before you even meet people, people are observing things about you and hearing about you potentially.
1: Yeah, so a certain form of personal branding has always been around, right? Like, what kind of shoes are you wearing? What kind of watch do you have on? Are you tucking your shirt in? Are you wearing uh, your attire? How's your hair look? You know, uh, are you well-groomed? Do you smell yet, right? That part still exists, but it's just exponentially more important now than it has been in the past because people really didn't pay that much attention to you as much as they do now
0: the wonder of the internet is just like someone halfway across the world can have access to find information about you. So your avatar, whatever you want to call it, your digital presence is like you on the internet that can reach not only like the people that you're coming across physically
1: on a day-to-day basis, but people halfway across the world. Correct. Halfway across the world or just across the street or across the city. I mean, it really has gotten to the point where people are forming opinions about each other by Googling them prior to them actually engaging any meaningful relationship or or a meaningful date or a meaningful job or a hire or career or just association, just, just being around people's association. Think about all the knowledge that's out there and all of the content that's out there based on who you should associate with now versus who not to associate with. That content didn't exist 15, 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) So I actually went on a date a little while back from a a girl that I met online. She said, oh, yeah, I looked up your LinkedIn profile and everything before we even met. I was like, whoa. (laughs) And and that goes to show that exactly what you're saying is true. People can find information about you and are are looking into you. The drawback is if they looked and couldn't find anything about you, they might be suspicious or, or think that there was something wrong if they couldn't find anything about you.
1: Yeah, so it's a a weird little step, right? I mean, to a certain degree, that felt like invasion of privacy. To the other degree, if the technology exists, why shouldn't that person use it? They'd actually be not smart if they didn't use that or didn't take advantage of that technology, right? So, I mean, it can get a little creepy sometimes, especially, you know, for, for a guy like me who kind of went through the whole Internet age starting in his teens when the Internet actually started taking hold I've experienced the prior and the after uh, effect of the internet turning the world into such impersonal contacts. And I mean, the the way the world operates now is very different than it did when I was brought into this world. So I can see what you mean, and I I completely 100% agree, but technology is moving so fast that it's going to become easier and easier to get that information about you, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But From my perspective, in terms of some of the benefits of a personal brand, I think for one thing, it helps you convey your values to the world and get your message out there, even beyond just you physically talking to someone. And then it enables you to find like-minded people, you know, they say like your tribe, you attract and find people of of like-mindedness. You establish credibility among people and professionals out there that they uh, see your work or your reputation ahead of you. And and
1: like I said, your reputation precedes you. Your points actually are very, very good ones, right? So often when it comes to personal branding or internet presence online, people only harp on the negatives like, oh, privacy. Oh, this is too much information out there. People know too much about it. They, They start becoming nervous and looking at only the negative aspects of it. Now you're talking about the positive aspects of it, that how much it helps you in forming relationships and furthering relationships past what might have taken you months to get to know about someone you can know in days. So it accelerates relationships as well as
0: the negative elements of it. (laughs) Not as much on a professional level, but it can still relate. Sure. I have a hard time remembering names. So then if someone looks me up on Facebook and, and friends me later... Me visually seeing their name, that helps me remember their name or that their name sticks in my mind. And then that connection is established better when
1: meeting someone. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, our cell phones are the biggest ones to look at, right? My phone links all my contacts with their social media accounts, with LinkedIn, with Facebook, whatever the accounts may be. And let's say Dallas is calling me, Dallas's picture pops up. Yeah. yeah. Or some reference of Dallas pops up. It's actually helping me identify exactly who's calling, considering that I might know a few Dallas's or a few Jennifers or a few Marks. So it does help you with the associative memory of taking a name and a face and putting it together. Yeah, like I said, that's another great benefit to have. And plus, I mean, it also extends your networking capacity. As an individual, how many people can you actually keep in your mental Rolodex What their names are, what they look like, what they do for a living, what their likes or dislikes are, when their birthdays might be, when something important in their life might be happening, when you should engage that person, or even be alerted to the fact that you haven't engaged a certain person. I remember the days when I had not only intentionally not gotten in contact with people, but I would completely forgot that I hadn't contacted people. And now when I see them or when I see some sort of activity, I'm like, you know, I need to reach out to John. It's been a while. Yeah. That reminder or that instance makes us better social people. Like it, it makes us more, so, more socially aware, be able to manage and maintain and create more relationships than we could have without technology. So technology does help in a, in, a, in a big way.
0: So you've actually mentioned this to me before, but now it's to the point where when companies are looking to hire someone or they're looking at your application to their job, Their HR is going to be looking you up before they even call you in for an interview. They're going to be looking at your uh, social media presence. And if they can't find something on you, that would be a red flag for them, ironically enough.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. It's actually become part of standard practices in hiring that a person will Google you, and not only Google you, they will go check every single online presence that you might have, where you, might, where your name might be mentioned, where your picture might show up, where someone else is talking about you or you're talking about yourself. And not only do they look for that and form perceptions from that, form thought processes about you and who you are and what you are and what you like and what you do for a living and, and for fun, but If they don't find anything, they're also perceiving that as negative, that, oh, this person is not social enough, or this person is not current enough, or this person is not personable enough to have some sort of presence online. So you don't want to be a complete hermit and not exist online, and you don't want to be way out there and have opinions that might offend others. So you have to carry a very nice little balance in the middle. So the big ones we're talking about are LinkedIn for your professional presence
0: And then Facebook for your personal presence after that, maybe Instagram
1: or Twitter or something? Well, we call it your digital footprint. Your digital footprint is basically your brand or your perception online. It can exist anywhere, but primary websites that people have a tendency to actually research and get information and data out of or create perceptions off of are LinkedIn and Facebook. One is more professional. It's not to see where you worked. They can see that on your resume. It's to see how many connections you might have, how many professional connections might you have, how many recommendations might you have, how many reviews might you have, how many people have suggested that you have a certain skill set or not. Those things are what matter when it comes to your professional profile. From a personal profile, people have a tendency to have biases and then others are just simple old research. They're looking more for no negatives instead of what may be positive. They're looking for red flags. They might be looking for, does this person have way too many pictures of him going and partying outside and drinking and, and looking like he's having a little too much fun on a regular regular basis, right? Is this person look stable? Does it, the person have positive hobbies? They just look for... They look for elements that might paint a negative picture or they might decide whether you fit within their culture or their company culture or not based off of your online or online presence or your digital footprint.
0: Okay, so walk us through some of the ways that you think people should be thinking about their personal brand or things that they should be doing concerning it.
1: Sure. Well, the first thing is to actually start thinking of yourself as a brand, which is a frame of mind. Not everyone has that frame of mind. Actually, when people start talking about personal branding, a lot of times it completely goes over their head. And they're like, what does that even mean? And why Why should I even care?
0: So yeah. I just had a, a funny thought, just a little nerd moment. I used to play this game called Fallout on computer. It's this post-apocalyptic world. Nobody knows you. But it has this thing called karma, where if you did good things, you would build up good karma and your karma score would go higher. And if you did bad things, your karma score would go lower. And then basically your reputation would precede you and you'd go to a town you had never been before. And if you had really bad karma, they'd all hate you and and not want to talk to you. (laughs) And if you had really good karma, they would love you and want to help you
1: out. That happens to be very relative. What you just mentioned is actually a pretty cool concept. It's real life but it's played in a role-playing game, which is kind of cool. If you don't think of yourself as a brand in today's age, what what ends up happening is that you don't watch how people perceive you or how people might look at you. But if you start looking at yourself as a company where your reputation, your opinions matter, and how people perceive you matters, then you're a little bit more careful about the content that you create. And then there's a big thing. There's something that people need to realize, It's not everything online is bad. There's something called privacy settings, which people need to learn a little bit more about, where certain privacy settings will keep things private. Nobody will have access to that information besides you and maybe a select few friends that you trust, right? So if a person understands and learns how to use privacy settings a little bit more, they can be themselves, they can be wild, they can do crazy things, they can be opinionated, but they don't have to share that side of themselves with everyone. Unless they're comfortable with that and, and, and they feel that other people will be comfortable with that and it doesn't hurt their way of earning income or, 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 or their business or, or their job status, then you're free to do what you, what you want. But it does matter because other people see it as well.
0: Well, here's how important I think it is or how valuable your reputation and your brand is out there. If you think of someone like Elon Musk, he has such a good reputation among people as being an entrepreneur and a a guy who can grow a business from nothing that he can say, okay, I'm going to come up with the most ridiculous idea. I'm going to create a private company that's going to send people to Mars. We've never been there before. And there's no viable economic foreshadowing of of what we can do with this. And I'm going to do it. And people are like, yes, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> and yet because of his reputation, people are like, yes, like, we're in. We, we believe you. Or to think of I'm, Warren Buffett, that he has such a reputation of being a good investor that in the midst of 2008, people will say, okay, we'll come to him for money because he's the one we can trust.
1: Those are brands. Those are huge names. Elon Musk, Warren Buffett. Those guys, I mean, Steve Jobs before he passed away. These guys are brands. From what their reputations were, they were able to carry those companies. It's almost like if you watch the stock market, right? If you watch the stock market and a company hires a well-known CEO that has a good brand, all of a sudden the stock goes up. They just hired the person. They haven't made any difference at all, but the perception is... That because you hired this person that has an excellent reputation and an excellent brand, it automatically adds immense value to an organization.
0: Well, it can unlock doors that were closed before, or if or closed you, doors, or <laughs> closed doors that were open before. <laughs> yeah. Depending on who you're talking about. Yeah,
1: that's very, 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 very true. The other thing to do that people don't often do is audit yourself online, like audit your online presence. A lot of times, it's not just what you put online but it's what other people might've put online about you. So it's important to Google yourself. So actually, sorry, another (laughs) random anecdote.
0: I heard that a really bad thing that can happen to people is you should never drive drunk. But some people have gotten DUIs and then there's these businesses, what they'll do is they take these mugshots and then they put them online everywhere and like list you, your name and your picture and say like DUI and all this stuff. And they'll basically make it so that they're, they're tarnishing your reputation and your presence online and that you have to go and pay them to get it removed to like clean up your personal presence on online presence.
1: I hope that over time that that stopped because that's not the purpose of the internet to, to exploit people or to blackmail people. But unfortunately things like that do exist online and they're part of our society and it's unfortunate that people are able to do that, utilizing online technology. But we're, my hope is that one day soon that that gets cleaned up. But yeah, just to reiterate your point, it's not just about how you perceive yourself and how you post online or what you post online. Like Imagine that that's the only thing about you online. It's not that that's a good thing or a bad thing, It's imagine if that's the only thing, if you don't even have an online reputation besides that. Because a lot of times when I Google somebody, if I see 20 positive things about Dallas and I see that one thing that's negative, I still will probably walk away with a positive opinion about Dallas.
0: Well, but that's the tricky thing though because when people are looking at reviews of an item on Amazon or a book or reviews of a company, one one-star review can tarnish 25-star reviews. One very unhappy customer can really hurt a brand. And that's why managements really want to emphasize like serving the customer and the customer always being right because a negative perception of your brand can really, really easily
1: tarnish you. Yeah, that, that's the world we live in. That's the world we created. I think it's evolving though. I think that although that may be the case right now, I think that that's going to evolve. I was like that at a certain point, too. When I when I shopped on Amazon, I only wanted the ones that had perfect reviews. But now, it's impossible to find somebody with 100% feedback that's positive. But now, as a consumer that's gotten used to it, just because something has all five-star reviews doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. At times, people do make mistakes, and some customers do become unhappy with you, or some people will become unhappy with you, and they'll have a negative opinion about you. But... It's important that you know about it. You not knowing about it hurts more than it happening, actually. I guess one of the
0: points I'm trying to make is from a personal branding perspective, one simple mistake, think of like, oh, it's just a DUI or something like that. That one thing can turn into a big tarnish or a big black mark on your digital presence.
1: Correct. Well, I wouldn't call it a a small little blemish. It, It is a big thing. But... At the same time, I understand where you're going with it, and I, I agree with it 100%. You have to be careful about how to protect your brand online and offline as well. Again, it all starts with learning what's out there about you so you're aware of it. So let's just say if someone does mention it or if someone does bring it up, you're not caught off guard. So it has happened to people. It actually happened to me at, at one point where somebody posted something false about me online, but the fact that I was rebuttling it, the fact that I knew about it, the fact that I was posting against that and saying that it's untrue, it cushioned the blow a little bit. It gave a person looking at that story perspective that, hey, there's always two sides to a story. Same thing with negative. So negative feedback online on consumers' part, on websites like Amazon, what you'll notice is that when someone does get a one-star review, if the company provides a rebuttal, it actually helps. It actually helps saying, hey, at least the company tried. They didn't just ignore the customer. So actually, I think I saw
0: earlier today, uh, there was some ski lodge, I think in Colorado, that got a one-star review from some guy who went skiing there and said he gave them a one-star because their slopes were too hard. <laughs> and then they used that as advertising that like, oh, we have good slopes
1: here. And it actually worked out for them. Yeah. So so like people have a weird nature, right? So it's like the consumerism say is that if you look at reviews like Yelp or or other review sites that are out there, that out of 10 happy customers, one customer leaves a good review. But out of 10 unhappy customers, seven tend to leave a negative review. Right. So it is a, a process there. But hey, you know what, it feels great to do business with people that have gotten immaculate reviews. It just tells you it matters. It matters what other people think about you now more than ever. So uh, the other part that we'll go into is out in the personal branding world, you'll hear a lot that you should own your name.com or your personal website. I have mixed reviews about that. The thought process is that it is good to have an online presence where you're able to collect all of your links or where your name exists online, what articles you might've published, what PR parts would you have been part of, what organizations you might support, what online profiles you might have and social media links. It's good to have all of that in a collective and have that as a link somewhere like, well, you can have it on a Facebook profile or you can have it on a LinkedIn profile. You can have it on an online resume site you can have it on different ways. But- it's not necessarily important to own your own name.com unless your name is going towards something that's recognizable. Like, for example, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a personality, radio personality, or a celebrity personality, or you're going in a, in a direction where your name is going to become synonymous with who you are.
0: You know, I, I heard about that one probably five, ten years ago, and I thought, hmm, would I be able to get dallaspost.com unfortunately there's a newspaper that thinks they're more important than me having (laughs) that domain and i think it might be a little bit expensive for me
1: to get that one well there's always the whole idea of adding the word mr behind it right and just saying mr dallas post (laughs) and you become a little bit more important that way (laughs) because people when when people do mention or google dallas post they're gonna find that newspaper before they find you (laughs) yeah yeah but um the next step in personal branding that is find ways to produce value so it's not about just sharing or creating content it's about creating content with a purpose have a purpose behind what you create for example if there is a part of your personality that feels strongly about a topic that's who you are and your purpose might be that you want people to know that that's what you stand for so for example there was a whole campaign that ran that said houston strong after the storm, after right. Harvey, and it was all dedicated to the fact that hey, I want to stand together with my brothers and sisters and my community in in Houston, and we're going to get through it together, and we strongly believe in that. I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about conveying your values and
0: enabling like-minded people to find you. You're kind of tapping into that. And, and just spreading what you believe in.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, creating content with a purpose is all about that. And I think that that's very, very important because when people do look for you or search for you, you want them to get the impression you want to give off, not the one that they come up with on their own.
0: Or it's just like, if you want people to perceive you as trustworthy then you don't want untrustworthy reputation to precede you. You don't want things that would suggest that you are untrustworthy. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you want people to perceive you as hardworking, you don't want things out there that would cause people to perceive you as not hardworking.
1: Yeah. After you've done all of this, after you've established a personal brand, then the other two parts that are really, really important is association, right? Branding by association. And I I touched upon it earlier, but the thought process is that who you're connected with, what you're connected to, who you associate yourself with, what you associate yourself with matters.
0: Or, Or that even goes to like organizations that you're involved with and things like that. So if people see that you're a member of some local community, like a church or a charitable organization or... Or station. Uh, <laughs> or or an entrepreneurship group, it says things about your interests and what you spend time in, which kind of goes into like, I guess you could call them extracurriculars, because people want to know as much about you as possible.
1: Yeah. So you want, you want them to, right? So you, you want them to know a little bit more about you that, hey what you think about other personalities that they can easily relate to or topics or organizations that you can relate to where they might find a connection or a sweet spot that says that, hey, he's an alumni of the same university or he believes in uh, in supporting the Red Cross or he's a big fan of J.J. Watt. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It's all about finding some sort of commonality because think about it, even in real life when you meet somebody new, you try to engage in some sort of a conversation. And what makes that conversation really hit it off is when you have some sort of commonality yeah, exactly. that, 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 you can, that you can both say that, hey, yeah, we both are kind of into the whole same thought process, right? And uh, the second part of that is I was listening to uh, 610 radio, ESPN radio this morning, and uh, they said that uh, the New England Patriots, they judge their players by not your past, but your present. They qualify you in three ways. Either you're getting better, you're getting worse, or either you're stagnant. Getting worse and stagnant is considered negative. They want to see someone that is growing, that's getting better. So that applies in real life to every individual. People want to see growth. People want to see that a person is getting smarter or growing in their careers, or growing as an adult and growing their family, or growing and and improving on a regular basis. When a person is literally a flat line that doesn't really do anything for people, right? That's almost negative that, hey. You are the same person you were 10 years ago, but not only are you the same person with the same thought process, the same knowledge base, the same job, the same place where you live, the same sofa, the same car, the same the same wardrobe. That's not exactly sexy. Yeah, right? there's, there's something about
0: human nature in general where we always want to see progress and progression. So when people are observing your reputation, especially if they're looking at your professional development They want to see that you're making steps and moving along and building up
1: yourself and either learning more or getting more experience or whatever it is. That's exactly what it is, right? So, I mean, if you reinvent yourself and are always constantly updating the fact that, hey, You're more knowledgeable today than you were before. You're you're further along in your career than you were before. You're further along in your family and how things are going in your family and your relationships. Growth in general is a positive. That makes other people want to associate with you and be around you and engage with you and do business with you and, 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 and then bring you into their business environments because you represent something positive.
0: So just to bring it in for a landing... Some of the key ways that I think of that you can be building your personal brand, obviously just doing the work that you want to associate your reputation with and your brand. So if you're doing work that you don't believe in or is completely contrary to your values, that doesn't seem like a good way to be establishing the reputation and the brand that you want for your future. That kind of feeds into your resume and the track record and and the data points and your curriculum vitae of what you represent, which also feeds into your networking. Like we've been saying, I think networking is is really important. We've touched on social media and then through the associations and things like that, I think that kind of speaks to community involvement that helps a lot with your, your branding
1: people are very attracted to other people that might have philanthropic thoughts where they're they, they they exercise in philanthropy or volunteering and giving your time to something more than just yourself right to, to a bigger cause that might be something that other people can easily relate to or associate with or or be sympathetic towards so it's it's a good thing it's that i'm not all about just me so the
0: last two thoughts i had on that you can also be doing public speaking. That's a good way to just get your name out there on it, especially if you're talking on your subject matter expertise and that gets your name out there in that area. And uh, people say, oh, I heard him talk at that branding event and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, OK, I trust him on, on branding.
1: Yeah, but public speaking is a, is an interesting topic, right? I mean, uh, a lot of people, uh, it strikes fear in a lot of people's hearts and it, it actually did mine for a long time as well. It took me a while to kind of get comfortable with speaking in front of people. I definitely recommend working on your speaking skills, even though you might not want to do public speaking for whatever reason. If you can, you should definitely go towards that because it's great for not only personal branding, but it's also great for personal development purposes. There's a great organization called Toastmasters. I always hear about it. I've never used it myself or yeah. <laughs> <I> participated. <laughs> There's a great great organization called Toastmasters. It's, it's a free organization. I encourage everyone to go, to go to it and kind of get comfortable just speaking. Because if you can communicate your mind and, and speak in front of an, even a small group, then you can get more comfortable doing such things like, like you're doing right now, like holding a, holding a podcast it's a matter of go create positive content and uh, and grow a, a great brand that not only you could be proud of, but other people can be proud of saying that hey, we're associated with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Or gal. And the last one,
0: blogging. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty popular nowadays. I mean I do it.
1: It's just a form of communication. It's a form of creating content. Content can be created in any way possible. It can be created through imagery, little blog posts. A little, just opinions on, on, on posts on Facebook, on Twitter, on, uh, on LinkedIn, sharing articles. It's just a form of communication, right? So blogging is a little bit more personal. It's a little bit more writing intensive. You have to put together a collective thought in a particular process and engage an audience. So uh, blogging can be a little tricky. You you have to know a little bit about you've had to have done decent on your English class for you to be able to put together some decent content in blogging formats. But, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of blogging when certain blogs are, are a lot of fun to read. OK, as a final thought to wrap us up. What would
0: be like the number one thing that you would think of if someone was to walk away and, and do something immediately after this podcast, what should they do for their personal presence online? Start thinking of
1: yourself as a brand. Get comfortable with that thought. Google yourself. That's something that I would really, really recommend. Find and see what the internet has to say about you. And the third thing is if you're not online, you don't have a Facebook profile for whatever reason or a LinkedIn profile or a profile of any kind, then start taking control and start somewhere. Don't try to do everything at once. Just start somewhere. Create something online. Let your opinion about yourself be known. All right. That sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Dallas. Yeah, thank you, sir. I I really appreciate it it and uh, look forward to doing it again.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us and catch us next time on another episode of the Post Money Plan podcast.